0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. Today, I've got a very sad story to share with you, but also two great lessons that come out of it. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you leave this podcast a rating and a review. I know many of you guys listen on a regular basis, but not all of you guys have done that. So take a few seconds out of your day. Just... Hit those stars. Write something nice if you like. It's a great way to support the show. So I had an opportunity this weekend to watch my first Everton match of the season. Um, if you guys are new to the show, I am in a proud, I guess is the word, Everton supporter. And, well, l- let's just say after watching the 4-0 defeat to Aston Villa, I, I thought the team needed some prayer. So I, I had headed straight to church and, uh, you know, did a little bit for myself and did a little bit for them as well. So hopefully next week ends a little bit better. But we had a guest pastor in today and um, he had a very interesting story about a mission trip he was on and I wanted to share it with you guys, but also make it trading related as well. And I'll, I'll try to sum it up as quickly as possible. But essentially, he was in Guatemala and there are different families that they chose to support. And it was this one uh, one family where the husband was a paraplegic. I think all he can do is move his neck and head and his right shoulder. He had a wife, I think three kids, and a sister-in-law that also had a, uh, a young kid as well. And they were living in a, a very poor neighborhood. None of them went to school. The kids weren't in school. They were very poor. He made the, the, the bulk of his income from basically going out and begging each day for money while I think the rest of his family picked up odd jobs here and there just to kind of make ends meet. So just like imagine just a a very uh, you know poverty-stricken situation. And what he did was he came in and, and they wanted to help the family. They adopt a certain amount of families out there and try to help them and put together a game plan to better their lives. Now, the cool thing about the father, the husband, is that What his passion was. We always talk about kind of following your passion, especially in these days and age. If you can, you know, you got to make ends meet. I I get that. But if you have a passion, think hard about how you can monetize that passion. Because if you can combine your passion with your income, meaning you do something you love and it allows you to, you know, live life because you have to make money in life, that is the perfect combination. This guy's passion was art was drawing, was painting. Now, yes, here's the cool thing, right? I did say he was a paraplegic, couldn't move anything aside from his neck up. He did all of his drawings with his mouth. And obviously I can't show you the drawings here on this audio only type of platform, but they are amazing, right? They are stuff that you would see in exhibits and stuff that you would see sold at shows. So the idea was like, hey, we're going to help you out by moving you into a better part of the community because this community was formed like basically it's a, a little village in a valley around like a, a trash dump, right? And the village formed because people are like pickers, you know, they throw out trash, they pick through, they see if they find anything that they can resell or, or build a house with, right? So it's kind of this developed community based on, on that. And the idea was to, hey, we're going to move your family out of this situation. We're going to get you an actual house instead of what you were living in before. We're going to help you out, put you into the house, and then we're going to take this skill of art that the husband has, and we're going to try to help you start a business. We're going to help you monetize it so that you have a way to, first and foremost, provide for your family. But two, you can do something you're passionate about. And again, in many cases, when you do something that you're passionate about, you're more likely to invest more time, more energy, more effort, in doing it. And that just increases your chances of success. So they did all this. They moved the family into the, the a better community, closer to the church. They can keep an eye on them and, and, and be there for service and prayer and whatnot. And what you would expect from this story is this kind of great feel-good story where this guy sold a painting to a millionaire and now he's a millionaire and blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, this wasn't the case. Fact of the matter was the, the whole situation fell apart on a few different levels. One, the husband stopped painting. Um, He did a few and then I I guess uh, alcohol started playing a role and they'd find him passed out drunk and and whatnot during the day and that started arguments between him and his wife and and, and that's a a massive strain and things were falling apart there. Two, the sister-in-law, I I think it was, she started dating a, a local gang member and because she was dating this gang member, more gang members started moving into the community um, and, and kind of just, you know, being in presence, right? Being around the community, being a, around the house because of that association. And it was an interesting situation where you you try to do something good, right? The, the, the attempt is to do something good, but it, it brings about a negative situation and now you have two choices. And this is what the, the, the pastor really struggled with. One, he's emotionally invested in this family. One, because he likes them. He loves them. He, he doesn't like giving up on people. He wants to see people succeed. Two, because of his missionary ego, right? Think about if, if, if and we all have egos, if, if we can take a train wreck of a situation, it is a, a, a big hit to our ego to say like, hey, I, and it's not always you, but I played a, a big role in helping this family out. I took a very bad situation and made it better that makes you feel like you've accomplished something. And for those two reasons, he didn't want to give up on the family. Fortunately, the church stepped in and said, Hey, we have to remove remove you from this situation because you're too close. Fact of the matter is, you took one family, and and you want to help this one family, but by taking this one family and bringing them into this situation, you've put at risk. You've increased your risk for the other families that were watching and the whole community, because again, this is Guatemala. Gangs are moving in. It's only a matter of time before the violence ensues. People start getting killed, and you know you put the greater good at risk for the small. Right, the whole utilitarianism type of thing. Um, so they ended up moving the family. Back to where they started. And it was, you know, you never want to call something a failure, um, but the situation didn't work as it was supposed to. And it made me think of two lessons that are trading, trading related. And, and one is kind of a something that many of us have experienced. And this is trying to fight off a situation that is clearly losing right we call this the hopium where maybe you're involved in a trade and you have a stop loss on and the trade is going against you but instead of honoring thy stop loss you keep moving it back hoping 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 i get emails i swear every week where you know akil what do you think the pound dollar is going to do do you think it's going to go up and i'm like ah you know maybe we got a level of support like well do you think it's going to go up before it hits here and basically long story short you realize that someone's in a trade, they've been in a trade, price is going in the opposite direction and they're reaching out to the quote unquote professional, the guru, right? To kind of tell them what they need to hear so they can keep themselves in the trade. They can avoid that eventual loss and, and that pain. What's worse, and I've, I've done this personally as well, is taking a loss and revenge trading. So I'm in a situation where let's say I buy the pound dollar and market goes against me and I lose, Right. Now, what I know now after 16, 17 years of experience in the market is that, you know, first of all, I don't really care about losses. I lose all the time. It's, you know, <laughs> it happens, but no single loss is going to have a big effect on my my bigger picture, right? My, my bigger year end results. And also not to take it personally. Just because something loses doesn't mean I'm a bad trader. My ego shouldn't take a hit and be like, oh, I'm all of a sudden awful because I, I lost a trade. If you guys want a good book on, on kind of get your getting your mindset around it, check out the Market Wizard series where um, Jack Schwager does interviews of top traders of all time. And you'll see something that they all have in common, aside from one person, I think. But they all had periods of losing. They all lose. There's many other lessons in there as well. But one of the biggest takeaways I got from that book was that they all lost, and, and that was something that allowed me to see that hey, it, it's okay, and it's not even, not just okay. It's normal for traders to lose. But something I would do is I would start doubling down. So if I lost on a certain trade, I would then try to trade more. I'd be upset that my account is lower. I would then make my next position size double. That way, I can not only win the next trade but make up for the previous trade. And I would lose that as well, and I would quadruple my position size, and I would I would get in this kind of this. Really bad pattern of basically increasing my risk because in my mind, it's going to increase my reward when I win, but increasing my risk while I'm in a losing streak. Keep in mind, I have no rhyme or reason for what I'm doing. I'm simply doing this because I'm looking for the quickest way possible to make my money back and let me know if you've ever been here before you know leave it in the comments section if you're on Spotify I'm not sure I'll put in the Q&A but leave it in the Q&A or the the whatever thing you can write in as well Um, because I know I'm not alone here but the point is instead of just looking at a situation and saying hey bad situation this trade is clearly not working I need to simply cut my losses and reevaluate for next situation what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to force something that is clearly not working to work and because of that I'm putting the greater community at risk and again in the story I shared with you that greater community was the actual community as a trader it's my account because one trade isn't going to blow my account but continuing to try to you know benefit off an idea that is clearly wrong that is clearly bleeding me money that is something that can blow my account you never want to make a mistake like that right a simple trading mistake will not blow your account, but a big one or one that continues to increase and it's not cut out, it's not controlled, that will eventually increase in size to the point where it can blow your trading account. The other lesson that I want to get from this is from the family's perspective, right? This family was blessed. They were in a very poor situation, and although they probably were still in a poor situation, they had an opportunity to be in a better situation they had someone that literally gave them money moved them out bought them clothes got them food and set up a plan for them to have a sustainable life not a glorious glamorous life but a sustainable life where you know you can do something you love and provide for your family and it's something that has the opportunity for growth right begging on the corner doesn't really have much opportunity for growth it's it's kind of it is what it is right Creating a business, there's so many different ways and, and things you can do with that, where you know the the ceiling is is limitless, right? Similar to trading, and the fact of the matter is, is that the family, and, and not the whole family, obviously, but the, the family in the situation, I guess, the husband, but they blew it. They blew it. And the thing about life is this, you don't know how many situations you're going to get, right? I, I did a podcast really early on. Actually, it wasn't a podcast. It was a presentation. I'm not sure if I turned it into a podcast, but I did a presentation once for um, a group called I Got Lucky on Purpose. And I love that same because I don't really, I, I believe in luck, but I don't believe in luck, right? I don't believe in luck as the, in the sense of like, oh, must be nice, right? You got lucky, right? Like I, I hit the lottery, like that's lucky, Right. Even then, you got to take action and play, but to hit the lottery is purely luck. I believe in luck in the sense of luck is preparation, meeting opportunity, meaning you've done the work, you've done the work with no idea if it's ever going to pay off, and then the opportunity that you get to kind of prove the payoff and make it happen, you take advantage of it because you were ready, you were prepared for it. Um, Now, the thing is about that is, There are chances in life, and and there's not that many chances in life. There there is these little, it's kind of like the multiverse and all the Marvel stuff if you guys are into that, but there are these these crossroads at life where you have two choices of the decisions you can make. And it's either two choices that you actually have to make, like take action versus not take action, or it's two choices in like, hey, you're prepared to handle the opportunity or you're not. And luck is based on how you handle those opportunities. And, And again, it could be someone offering you a job. It could be someone it could be my situation where I decided to quit my three jobs in my comfortable life to pursue trading. Right. That's one that didn't really work out at first, but eventually it did. Right. That's not luck. I I didn't get lucky. I worked really, really hard. I failed for a very long time. But the fact is, I put myself in the situation where I took that right instead of that left and put me on a path that would eventually, if I worked hard enough, put me to where I want to be. And we don't get a lot of those and we don't necessarily know what they are until hindsight. Typically, with these things, we don't really know what they are until we look back 20 years from now. But I would tell you this, based on my experience, I've had a few of these as far as trading, as far as business, as far as family. Right? Typically, these moments come in the hardest decisions. And typically, these hard decisions are the ones that you initially say you don't want to do, where an opportunity arises where someone's like, hey, I got this opportunity, or hey, do this or hey, that. And your first instinct is like, "Ah, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I shouldn't do that. Or you're a little bit scared of doing it. Typically, those are the situations that will lead to the greatest success. They are frightening. They are scary. They are the opposite of what you think you should be doing. But you do it. And sometimes you don't know why you do it, um, especially at, at the time. In hindsight, you know why. But at the time, you don't know why you do it. But those are the, 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 the rare amount of opportunities in life that we need to take advantage of. And you, you never know when they're going to come. You never know how many you're going to get. But the key is you have to be ready, right? An old saying I used to say, uh, just messing around with the fellows and whatnot is like, hey, Akio, you ready? I said, I'm, I'm always ready, so I never have to get ready. And that means I'm always prepared that way. When a situation happens, I don't have to hesitate and waste time getting prepared because by the time you waste time and hesitate getting prepared, that opportunity could be done. So my advice to anyone out there is, be prepared, right? Do things the right way. Put yourself in the the right situation. Have your preparation down because that is something that you can control. You may not be able to control the outside opportunities. You may not be able to control someone offering you a job or this or that. That's out of your control. But if you can control your preparation, when that opportunity comes, and it will come for everyone in in different forms and different levels, you'll be prepared to take advantage of it. And then based off you taking advantage of it, that's going to propel you to a different level where, you're, where more opportunities open up and then you'll have more chances to kind of keep elevating yourself up and up. If you blow it, if you do something dumb, if you don't take advantage of it, that's going to send you on a completely different path. And who knows? you may never get an opportunity again. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Like I said before, leave me that rating, leave me that review. Also, if you haven't done so already, check out my YouTube channel. If you like more trading specific content, actually looking at the charts and going through analysis and teaching you some trading lessons, make sure you check out Akil Stokes on YouTube. Just YouTube search Akil Stokes or youtube.com slash Akil Stokes and it'll bring you up to millions and millions of videos. Um, I said this to a trader the other day who had a question about me doing a video about a specific topic. Just like the Trading Coach Podcast, if you just YouTube search akil stokes rsi or akil stokes how to read a price chart there's typically an answer for whatever trading question you have seeing i've been doing these videos for like 10 plus years so check it out the youtube channel while you're there hit that subscribe button to make sure that notification bell is hit that way you don't miss my next upload